Today, Officer Jason Van Dyke was briefly taken into custody, and the city of Chicago agreed to a police reform plan that comes out of the shooting of Laquan McDonald. We never want officers to hesitate, because if they do, that could mean the loss of their life or someone else's. What message do you hope this sends to the people of Chicago? I, I hope it sends, you know, first and foremost, you know, our job is to serve and protect, you know, and, and we take that seriously. From WBEZ Chicago and the Chicago Tribune, this is 16 Shots, the police shooting of Laquan McDonald. I'm Jen White. We start this episode with a short update from the trial of Officer Jason Van Dyke. Now, last week, Van Dyke sat down for interviews with a handful of local media outlets. You heard pieces of one of those interviews in the very first episode of this podcast. Obviously, my darkest day was night of the shooting. Overwhelming amounts of everything at once. Emotions, um, adrenaline. The look at this, was this interview a violation of the condition of bail? Yes, it was. I find that was uh, a violation of the condition of bail. Judge Vincent Gaughan ruled that when Van Dyke did those interviews, he violated the decorum order. It restricts what people involved in this trial can say to the media. I'm not going to go in and speculate whether uh, this was an attempt to contaminate the potential jury pool. And I'm not even going to comment or make any findings whether the interview was really beneficial or not. But my findings is that there has been a violation of the condition of bail. I'm going to increase bail by a total of $2,000. Van Dyke had to post 10% of that $2,000, so 200 bucks. Now, we weren't sure what to make of the situation, so we called Andrea Lyon. Lyon spent years as a public defender, and she's familiar with Judge Gaughan's style. She's now professor at Valparaiso University School of Law. In many ways, one would call this almost symbolic, that is, it, it, or chastising, that he didn't obey a court order and therefore is in contempt and has to pay some kind of a price for that. And so that's what the, what the judge decided to do. So it sounds like this was a bit of a warning, perhaps? One could view it that way, certainly. Judge Gahn has been quite serious about trying to limit the amount of press that this gets to the degree that that's possible to protect the privacy of various individuals by, you know, for example, not releasing the, you know, the ordinary, in the ordinary course of business, everybody would have a list of witnesses, it would be a public document, and he's not doing that, as I understand it. These are all things that he's trying to do uh, in order to try and have as fair a trial as possible um, that isn't too skewed by the press. And so he has uh, entered essentially a gag order on everyone, telling them not to talk, talk to the press, and Van Dyke disobeyed it. So moving forward, is it likely that we hear anything from either the defense or the prosecution? It's very unlikely that they will say much of anything to the press. What you're going to hear is what you're going to hear in court. And not from any other source, which is, I believe, what the judge has in mind. That was Andrea Lyon from Valparaiso University School of Law. There was other really big news related to the Laquan McDonald shooting that happened today, something that didn't take place in the Van Dyke courtroom at all the city of Chicago reached an agreement to reform the police department. Here's police superintendent Eddie Johnson. You know, I recognize that CPD is only as strong as the trust that the community has in us. You know, we're, we're talking about decades of 
mistrust in certain communities. But we're moving in the right direction, and I think that this shows people that we won't stop until we get CPD in a position where the entire city is proud of it. There's a straight line from the shooting of Laquan McDonald to the agreement reached today. After the shooting, the U.S. Department of Justice came in to investigate Chicago police. Investigators found a pattern of abuse and unequal policing. The agreement today is supposed to change that. It's called a consent decree and will be overseen by a federal judge. The federal enforcement offers a promise that this reform plan will stick, that it will be different than all the Blue Ribbon Commissions and panels that have come after previous policing scandals in Chicago. But the Union for Police Officers opposes it. It seems that this consent decree wants to address everybody's rights in the city except the men and women who are going out there putting their lives on the line every single day. WBEZ's Patrick Smith was at the federal courthouse when the city and the Illinois attorney general told a judge that they had a deal. And he's been covering this consent decree process. So, Patrick, the city and the state's attorney general had reached an agreement on everything but this one point. And today they resolved that last disagreement. What was the sticking point and what resolution did we end up with? So the sticking point was whether or not the police department would have to document each time an officer points his or her gun at another person. The city did not want to do that. They said that it would be burdensome for officers, might make them second guess themselves in life or death situations. The state was saying, no, we have to know this. We need to know when you are considering using lethal force. And they actually were about to get to a point where they were going to have almost like a mini trial to decide who was right. The judge was going to rule on whether or not this should be required. However, today they went into court and said, we've reached an agreement. The city is relenting. They're agreeing. The department is going to document each time an officer points his or her weapon. And the point is to try to find problems or potential problems with officers who are pulling their weapon a lot more than others, that sort of thing. This comes on the heels of Mayor Rahm Emanuel announcing that he doesn't plan to seek a third term. Where did he stand on this question? He was against documenting. He, he was very public about being against documenting. His attorneys were fighting hard against this. And, you know, um, until a couple of days ago, it seemed like Mayor Rahm Emanuel was running for re-election. This seemed like this was a really important issue for rank-and-file officers, and I think he wanted to be seen as fighting for them and fighting against unduly burdensome things. So, Patrick, we're at this point where the two sides have basically come to an agreement on a court-enforced plan to overhaul policing in Chicago. Talk about the significance of that. Many people are saying that this could be the opportunity to make a lasting change within the Chicago Police Department. People who have been listening to this podcast have heard about all of the failed efforts at reform, or at least half-hearted efforts at reform, that came after other police scandals. They didn't stick. And what we heard from federal investigators and and some legal experts and advocates and activists was that the only way we're going to have permanent change is if someone who's not involved in the politics of the city is making the final decisions. And so that's what this agreement, once it's finalized, will do. The federal judge and an independent monitor will decide what needs to happen within CPD, which means no matter what happens politically, there will be someone there who's saying, you know, I don't care which way the wind is blowing, you need to do this right now to make citizens safer, to improve the police department. Well, Patrick, a, a big question is, what does the police union have to say about this? They they are not happy, um, or at least their leadership is not happy about this. Kevin Graham, who's the president of the Chicago Fraternal Order of Police, was at an event today, and he spent pretty much the whole time talking about how this 
consent decree is bad. It'll be bad for Chicago. It'll be bad for Chicago police officers. He was asked uh, if there's anything in there he would change, and he said he would throw the whole thing out. Even though there is additional support for officers, mental health support, support for addiction built into the consent decree? Yeah, you know, he did actually, it was an interesting moment. He did actually talk about a few of the things in there that he liked, including more training for officers on how to deal with people in mental health crises. You know, he likes some other things that are in there, but he said this is totally unnecessary. It is going to be really expensive and it could all be solved just by negotiating between the police union and the city. Uh, He was also asked by the moderator what this will do to violence in the city of Chicago. Mr. Graham, uh, will the consent decree help or hurt the effort to reduce crime and violence in the city? Well, um, I think it's going to hurt it. Uh, When you put more and more restrictions on the police, which we've seen over the last few years, uh, what is going to happen is that the police are going to be disengaging with the public. And that is the absolute opposite of where we need to be. What about people on the other side of this, activists, reformers, people who have been pushing for this change? What do they have to say about the consent decree? Well, some of them don't think this is going to make any difference at all. They don't think that federal court oversight is the panacea that it's promised to be. Uh, But a lot of them, I think, are overall pretty happy with this consent decree. What I've heard from them is that they think it's mostly good, doesn't go quite far enough, but But overall, they think it'll have a positive impact on the Chicago Police Department and its relationship, especially with communities of color. Sixteen Shots is a production of WBEZ Chicago and the Chicago Tribune. You can find out more about the case at WBEZ.org slash 16 Shots. Check this podcast feed regularly for updates from the trial of Officer Jason Van Dyke. And subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. In the morning rush or the end-of-day hustle, find the news on the WBEZ mobile app. Catch up and stay informed on your schedule from wherever you are. Available now for Android or iOS.